Hi, this is John, by the way, and starting a new year of Come Follow Me with New Testament. And as you know, I do a podcast with Hank Smith called Follow Him, and we always bring on guests. And then I also do one where I just uh, take some things that maybe we didn't talk about, some things that stood out to me, some favorite things to me. And I really like the title of this first lesson for the new Come Follow Me year in New Testament. We are responsible for our own learning. I feel like the church, President Nelson in particular, has really taken us in that direction. Learn to hear him. It's not learn to just listen to us. It's learn to hear him. The, uh, the words of the father to Joseph Smith in the first vision, this is my beloved son, hear him. And I like the first three words, we are responsible. President Nelson did a post in August of 2022, and we've heard it since in talks and so forth. I plead with you to take charge of your testimony of Jesus Christ. Work for it, own it, care for it, nurture it so that it will grow. Then watch for miracles to happen in your life. That's, boy, that's it. You need to take charge of this. He also said, don't pollute it, your testimony, with false philosophies of unbelieving men and women, and then wonder why your testimony is waning. Engage in daily, earnest, humble prayer. Nourish yourself in the words of ancient and modern prophets. Ask the Lord to teach you how to hear Him better. Spend more time in the temple and in family history work. As you make your testimony your highest priority, watch for miracles to happen in your life. You get the, the sense for the tone of all of this. It's, it's your testimony. It's your responsibility. I love that idea. When I teach my young adult classes, I have them read a talk by Elder Lynn G. Robbins called Be 100% Responsible. It is, it's so good. I especially want my students to hear that because I don't want them to think, to have the attitude of, okay, every, devote yourselves to making me happy. Devote yourselves to making me learn this. Make this entertaining. Make this fun. Well, it's not anybody else's job to do that. You have to take charge of your own testimony. You have to be responsible for your own learning. So I love the tone of all of this. And along with this idea, I wanted to share something. When I was a bishop, I had a Relief Society president who emailed me and said, hey, I just got back from this addiction recovery meeting. I heard a quotation that I thought you might like. Here's the quotation. If you really want to do something, nobody can stop you. If you really don't want to do something, nobody can help you. Just love the idea. And you really don't want to take charge of your own testimony. There's nothing we can do. But if you really want to, nobody can stop you. If you really want to take charge and to start learning and to start figuring this out. And I don't know when that happens for everybody. I think that when I was on my mission, I felt like part of me kind of woke up and became really more curious. And I was, I was a good boy before that, but you can ask my mom, I was used to say, you can ask my mom, but she passed away. But you can ask my siblings. I was a good boy, but, but there's part of me that really woke up and got really curious and really interested and really wanted to know. 
in a stronger way. And boy, when that moment happens, and I don't know how that happens for everybody. I don't know if you can force that to happen for your children. It reminds me of, of Alma the Younger going through that time, and Alma the Elder praying an angel to him in Mosiah 27. That The angel said, I... Your father has prayed with much faith concerning thee that thou mightest be brought to a knowledge of the truth. Well, we can pray our hearts out for others that they can come to a knowledge of the truth, but eventually there comes a time when they really need to be responsible for their own learning, to quote the title again. I don't know when that comes. I hope it comes for all of us, but we are ultimately responsible. There is a poem on the wall when I was a kid in elementary school. I know I use a lot of those, but I remember that classroom. One of them said, the more you read, it sounds like a Dr. Seuss thing, but this one was different because there is a Dr. Seuss thing, that Dr. Seuss rhyme that starts out, the more you read. This one was that I memorized from sixth grade. The more you read, the more you know. The more you know, the smarter you grow. The smarter you grow, the stronger your voice in expressing your view or in making a choice. And it's all out there. It's all available for us. It's never been easier if you want it. The thing that is so interesting about the year 2023 here, there is not only one or two or three podcasts, there are lots of them that are super helpful, that are made by faithful members of the church. And you can find the flavor that you like best, you know. My family, we like to watch line upon line first. It's usually, they're only about seven minutes long. They're on YouTube. They're produced by Living Scriptures. They're usually fun, cartoon, animated things, but they're solid doctrinally and then you can go deeper from there. So you might check out that line upon line. Hopefully you like follow him, but a great place to start. Another thing I would recommend is get the Religion 211 student manual. That would be an institute-level course. It's going to be longer with more quotations than what you're going to have in your Come Follow Me manual for individuals and families, but it is an official church publication, and you can find it on the library on your, your church app under Young Adults Institute, Religion 211, 212. Go through that thing, and you'll find I, I'm going to use it all year because I, I already use it to teach Religion 211, but it's more current than the previous Religion Manual. And it goes, through, it goes through the chapters Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in order instead of a harmony. So that's a contrast from the Come, Follow Me Manual. But boy, it's so helpful. The Citation Index that we've talked about. Citation Index is an app or... You can go to scriptures.byu.edu, and anytime you hear a verse of Scripture, see who's talked about it in general conference, or somebody from the member of the Twelve on up since the Restoration. Amazing. Citation Index is the name of the app, or scriptures.byu.edu. And every six months they have to update it because there have been some new general conference talks. So that one is amazing to take responsibility for your own learning. But let me go to the Book of Mormon, the place I really feel like is another way of saying take responsibility for your own learning. I believe that Jesus' parable of the sower is part one of a four-part story. I've written about this in a book I wrote called Of Pigs, Pearls, and Prodigals. 
think I may also have written about it in some other books I've done. But I just think that first, it's about the soil. That's the first thing you're worried about when you're going to plant a garden is, how's my ground? <laughs> Do I need to prepare it? The next thing is, what are you going to plant? And this, Alma does in Alma 32 and 33, talks about the Word. What I love about Alma 32 and 33 is he continues, after you've planted the seed, then what do you do? And if it doesn't grow, Alma actually brings this up. So I'm in Alma 32, and I'm going to start in verse 37. And behold, as the tree beginneth to grow, ye will say, let us nourish it with great care. Listen, to let us nourish it. I am responsible for my own learning. Let us nourish it with great care that it may get root and grow up and bring forth fruit unto us. And behold, if ye nourish it with much care, it will get root and grow up and bring forth fruit. Nourishing with much care is what this whole lesson is about. But, verse 38 of Alma 32, if you neglect the tree and take no thought for its nourishment, it will not get any root. And when the heat of the sun cometh and scorcheth it, because it hath no root, it withers away, and ye pluck it up and cast it out. So important as the soil is, and as important as the seed is, the next most important thing is it has to have roots. Without roots, it will not be able to endure. All of us have to be rooted in our testimonies. Not just plant the seed, but nourish it so that it's rooted. Now, I love what Alma says here in verse 39. Now, this is not because the seed was not good. And we learn from reading carefully Alma 32 and 33 that the seed is Christ. You're planting Christ and His mission in your heart. We know that's a good seed. Continuing, neither is it because the fruit thereof would not be desirable. It is because your ground is barren. Notice where he puts personal responsibility. It's your ground is the problem. And ye will not nourish the tree. Whoa, it doesn't say you cannot. It's not, it's, it's your decision. You chose not to nourish the tree. Therefore, ye cannot have the fruit thereof. Great verses. Verse 40, thus, if ye will not nourish the word, if you refuse to, if you're not taking responsibility, looking forward with an eye of faith to the fruit thereof, ye can never pluck of the fruit of the tree of life. This is part four, the tree of life. The soil, the seed, the season, the supper, I call it. Verse 41, but if ye will nourish the word, nourish the tree as it beginneth to grow by your faith, with great diligence and with patience, Looking forward to the fruit thereof, it shall take root. And behold, it shall be a tree springing up unto everlasting life. And because of your diligence and your faith and your patience with the word and nourishing it, that it may take root in you, by and by ye shall pluck the fruit thereof, which is most precious, which is sweet above all that is sweet, which is white above all that is white, yea, and pure above all that is pure. And ye shall feast upon this fruit until ye are filled, that ye hunger not, neither shall ye thirst." Then, my brethren, ye shall reap the rewards of your faith and your diligence and patience and long-suffering, waiting for the tree to bring forth fruit unto you. I don't know how we could say it any better than Alma just did. You must take charge of your own testimony. You must take charge of your own learning. 
So not enough to plant the seed. Now you have to nourish it. And with faith, diligence, and patience. So I like to think of the fertilizer he's referring to as FDP. And I hope that all of us, as we begin this New Testament year, will take seriously these, this sentence, the, less, the title of the lesson, we are responsible for our own learning. And if there is not that great desire, which would be really unusual if you're even listening to this right now and you don't have that great desire, obviously you do, but we pray for it. We pray for it for our children. Help me want to know this. Now, be careful what you pray for. Sometimes I think it's a crisis in life that gets us, that drives us to our knees where we say, hey, I really need to know. Is this, is this true or not? Or I really need to grow my roots and my testimony. Sometimes it's a hard time that gets us to that place. Sometimes we're just curious. And we can pray for that for our children. Bless us with a curiosity. What, what was Jesus all about? What did he say in the New Testament? Where did he go? Why did people respond to him the way that he did? Why did some not respond to him the way that they did? And, and get curious about the whole thing. If that curiosity isn't there, what do you, what do, you do to make that grow? Well, I know that you, you pray for it. You ask for it for yourself and maybe you can ask for it for others, but they are responsible for their own learning as well. So if that's the case, then it's kind of an exciting idea because we can learn as much as we want. When I think about the parable of the sower, Alma's seed, Alma's season, time to grow roots, and then the tree of life, what it grows there, I think about going up to a place called Bouchart Gardens in British Columbia. It's usually the end of an Alaskan cruise. You stop in British Columbia and you go see this place. And it is stunningly gorgeous when you walk in to see it. I remember walking in there and seeing this incredibly beautiful gardens with carefully groomed grass and sidewalks and trees, flowers of every kind all over the place and thinking, just having a really interesting thought, this didn't happen by accident. Somebody planned this. Somebody put things here. Somebody came in and weeded out what they didn't want and nurtured what they did want. I mean, are you listening with your spiritual ears? You can make your testimony as beautiful and rich and glorious as you want. It's up to you. That's what's so beautiful about it. You can take charge. And when I saw Bouchard Gardens, I thought, you know, you can neglect your ground and the weeds will just take over. But if you really want something, you can make it beautiful. You can make it grow. And there are testimonies this beautiful, I thought as I walked around in Bouchard Gardens, there are testimonies that have this kind of richness and variety. And if there's something you don't know about, you can go study it. My son, Andrew, recently heard this advice from Elder Bednar, got a new inexpensive paperback book, Mormon. And his question was, how much are we making our own choices? How much is God involved in our lives? I'm going to underline every verse in this new copy as I read it this year. And he has one color for God is directing our life and one color for we are making our own choices because he's curious about that balance. And uh, he's doing it. Um, any one of us can do it if we want. 
or we can take the opposite thing and just I'm not interested and you're going to have to entertain me to make me want to learn anything. But if you're listening to this, that's not you. So I hope this has been helpful. I'm excited just talking about it to go through this new year of New Testament and with faith, diligence, and patience, grow a beautiful testimony. Thanks for joining me and we'll talk to you next time.